Well, hey, Lee Church, thank you so much for joining us online today. We're so glad that you're here. In just a moment, Pastor Josh will be on, and he's got a great message planned for you today. I know we'll be blessed, but before he does that, I have a few things I want to share with you. First of all, if you're new to Lee Church, we just want to celebrate you for a moment. Let us know in the comments below where you're streaming from. We just want to give you a heart or a thumbs up or a high five just to celebrate you in that way this morning. If you'd like more information about Lee Church, simply go to lead.church after today's message and uh, you'll find out everything you need to know about us, about Lee Church. We hope that you do that this morning. With that said, if you are new to Lee Church, we expect nothing from you today. We want to bless you, but we are a generous church. So if you call this your church home, I want to remind you as you give of your tithes and offerings this morning of your first fruit, that you can give multiple ways. You can go to lead.church forward slash giving, or you can text the word give to 84321 and give that way as well. We know that as you honor God with your tithes and offerings, as you're generous, that generosity transforms lives. And we believe that here at Lee Church. Listen, at any point through the message, if you need prayer, let us know in the comments below. Let us know what that prayer request is, or if it's private, give us that prayer hand emoji. We'll pray for you by name, or send us a DM, and we'll reach out to you as soon as we can there as well. But here's what we'd like you to do. If at any point you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have a prayer request, you want to connect, you want next steps, we want you to text the word LC online to the number 97000. Again, text the word LC online to the number 97000. We want to connect with you outside of this moment. We want to know what we can do for you and provide you with as much information as we can about this journey with Jesus Christ. With that, Pastor Josh will be on in just a moment to share an encouraging message with you. Resurrection Sunday 2020, one we will never forget. Uh, so honored to be with you as your pastor in your homes, wherever you happen to be streaming from. And I'm just excited that this day right here represents the day that Christ is risen, that death was defeated, the stone was rolled away, and he is risen. This week, we uh, put together Easter boxes, and uh, for those of you that ordered one, uh, they should have shown up on your doorstep yesterday or Friday, and uh, we were just honored to be able to do that for you. Some goodies in there, but I want to highlight a couple things in there that are important. Uh, obviously, we had our Lead Church t-shirts in there for you. Uh, we've got communion in there that we will be partaking in 
uh, together. So make sure you have these ready. Uh, we'll be going that direction here in just a little bit. But I want to talk about this just for a moment before I dive into our message this morning. This is our Speak the Word prayer guide uh, that we put together for you. A little six, seven page pamphlet. And uh, in it, it's just the Word of God in prayer format that you can begin speaking over yourself, over your family, over your household. And I just want to encourage you, this is just a tool uh, from our church to you uh, to, to get this and begin speaking God's word over your circumstances, over your family, over even this situation that we find ourselves in right now. On the very last page of that, uh, there's a little bit of information on anointing oil. And anointing oil throughout Scripture was symbolic of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so you can read there, see some verses on that. And I just want to encourage you, there, there's nothing magical about this, uh, but it is a reinforcement to what is on in your heart. It's kind of like baptism. Baptism in and of itself, water baptism, does not save you, but it is an external sign of an inward change, posture of your heart. And, and anointing oil is the same way. It's an external sign that we have faith in God, that His Holy Spirit is covering the doorposts of our life and our homes. And so I wanna encourage you, man, take advantage of that. We'll have some more conversation on that, but this was just a little guide that we wanted to put in your hands during this moment where we're all going through something together, we're excited to give you that tool. Listen, if you weren't able to get one of our boxes, the good news is this is still available to you online. You can go to our website and you can find our prayer resource tab there at uh, lead.church. And uh, we actually have an even bigger version of this online that you can download as a PDF and still take advantage. The speak the word section specifically is what this is right here. But I encourage you to do that. You know, I want to share a true story today about a man that maybe some of you have heard of before. Maybe some of you, you're hearing this for the first time. But uh, this man was born several, many hundreds of years ago, uh, back in 1725. His name was John Newton. John Newton, uh, by all tents and purposes, was struggling massively in his life. Um, he was, as a youth... Um, kind of began to develop a pattern of kind of um, having near-death experiences and then examining his relationship with God and then relapsing back into bad habits. I don't know about you, but I can relate to uh, John Newton in that way where we've exposed ourselves to Christ and then we find ourselves back in some habitual habits that we're not so proud of. John was in that boat, but he was a very vile man. Uh, he was a sailor. In fact, he was not just a sailor, but in his day, he was a sailor on board of a slave ship. And so you can only imagine uh, the conditions uh, and the people that were in that trade that he was surrounded with and just not good influences. In fact, at one point in his life, he actually denounced Christ based off of another relationship with a fellow sailor that had become a friend. He actually does, he denounced his faith in Christ. John Newton would actually go on later to write this. He would say, like an unwary sailor who quits his port just before a rising storm, 
I renounced the hopes and the comforts of the gospel at the very time when every other comfort was about to fail me. Such an interesting and powerful quote. And even for us today, I know we're in the middle of a time where a lot of comforts have been stripped away from us. And we're really getting to the core of who we are uh, in this moment, in this season that we find ourselves in. And this is what happened to John Newton on a slave ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean once. He had renounced his faith in Jesus and he finds himself working on this slave ship. And let me just tell you, he was the worst of the worst, okay? He was known as the great blasphemer. Um, he was a raging drunk. He was immoral as immoral could be. Uh, he was hateful towards most people, cussed like a sailor, just all around not a good person. Certainly not somebody that you would want hanging around your kids. Um, uh, he was hated amongst his fellow peers and sailors. He, he would get drunk. One time he got so drunk that he fell overboard and instead of them throwing him a life raft, his fellow shipmates actually threw spears at him. I mean, this is the kind of guy that was not well-liked. Um, John Newton was famous for being disobedient and unruly uh, as a shipman on these ships. And one time, the captain was so fed up with it, he ordered him to be stripped naked and flogged uh, in front of his fellow sailors. That angered John so much so that uh, he decided that he was going to murder the captain and then take his own life. Uh, but before he could follow out or complete his plan, uh, a storm blew up in the middle of the Atlantic. And uh, literally a friend of his that was standing next to him was swept off the deck in the middle of this storm, lost his life, and John Newton found himself there fearing for his own life. So much so that him and a couple others literally tied themselves to the boat. And the storm would eventually pass and they did survive. But in the moment of that, while they're tied to the ship, fearing for their life, John Newton, the man that was, had renounced God, would cry out, this wretched sinner would cry out and say, Lord, have mercy on us all and save us. A few weeks after that storm had passed, John found himself reflecting on that moment. That he had renounced God, yet in his moment of deepest need, he found himself calling out on him. And it was in that that he began to start reading his Bible and, and Jesus got a hold of him and changed his life. And John Newton in 1772 would go on through transformation in his life to record the words of the now very famous hymn that has become a staple or the anthem of the church. A man who was known as wretched, a great blasphemer, a man who also experienced the unmerited favor and the amazing grace of an almighty God. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound 
that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. What an incredible song that sings of the unmerited grace of God. And today what I want to do for a few moments on this Easter Sunday, I want to talk to you a little bit about the amazing grace of an almighty God. Right up front, I want to give you three things to consider when it comes to grace. And it's simply this, you were but God by grace. You were but God by grace. We're going to see all of those terms used here in these passages in just a moment. Let's start right at the top. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Paul pins this. He says this. He says, as for you, as for you, as for me, you were dead in your transgressions and your sins. You were. You were dead. I was dead. You, you were dead in your transgressions. What I love about the gospel, though, is though you were dead, if you are in Christ, you are not what you were. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that this morning. Paul goes on to say, not only you were dead, but then he begins to give us hope. He says in verse 3, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. Man, I, I just stop there for a minute. I don't know about you, but I know that there's cravings in my flesh that have led me the wrong direction, that have caused me to sin, that have caused me to do things and say things that I shouldn't have. And so I was what Paul talks about, dead in my sin. He goes on, he says, we're gratifying the, the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. The truth is this. Until you see yourself as a sinner, until I see myself as a sinner, you won't see your need for a Savior. Until you see yourself as a sinner, you won't see your need for a Savior. Now, I want to remind you about something. Jesus did not come for the semi-sinners. He didn't come for the partial sinner. He didn't come for the not-so-bad-off. Listen, Jesus came to this earth to save the spiritually dead. He came for the wretched. He came for the wicked people. He came for you and I. We all have sinned. We are in desperate need of God's grace. You and I are sinners, but God. You see, I believe today that some of you that are listening to this are going to have a but God moment. But God moments in your life change everything. Some of you, maybe you're searching. Maybe you're confused. But God will show you the way 
through Jesus Christ. Maybe some of you, you're hurting today. Maybe some of you, you're empty on the inside. Maybe some of you, you're lonely. But God will fill you with his Holy Spirit and give you the peace and the comfort that you need. Maybe some of you, you're addicted. Maybe some of you, you're in bondage. Maybe some of you, you're in sin and you can't seem to get free from it. Listen to me. But God will set you free. And he who the Son sets free, the Bible says, is free indeed. I want to remind you of something else. I want to remind you that Paul is writing Ephesians chapter 2. Now, why is that important? Well, let me explain why. Because Paul, before he was Paul, was Saul. And let me tell you, Saul was kind of a John Newton of his own right. Not, but he wasn't just a cusser and, and a moral guy. He, he went around killing Christians. He, he hated the idea of Jesus. He hated the idea of Christianity. He, 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 he literally spent his life persecuting and killing Christians. I mean, he was kind of like the modern-day ISIS. Seriously. But he had a but God moment. You see, God blinded him on the road to Damascus and knocked him off the donkey that he was riding. And he said to him, Paul, why do you persecute me? And then God sent him to a man by the name of Ananias. And Ananias, in his own right, should have probably ran the other direction when he saw Paul coming because he should have been afraid for his own life, but the Holy Spirit had spoken to him and showed him that it was okay. And Ananias laid hands on Paul and prayed for Paul for healing. And the Bible says that scales fell off of Paul's eyes and he was able to see again. And in that moment, it was a but God moment for Paul. Transformation took place in his life. And he went from a man who was killing Christians to a man who was now changed on the inside. In fact, Paul says, listen, I was killing Christians. And now listen at verse 4 here, what he says. But God, but God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we are dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. I was dead. I was, but God has changed me, has rearranged the inside of my heart. He raised Christ from the dead, even though I was dead in my sins. He did this for me, but God. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of of the world. You see, in the Old Testament, that slain lamb and the blood that was put on the door was a foreshadowing of the cross of Jesus Christ that would once and for all eliminate sin from our life. You were, but God, by grace. He raised Jesus from the dead. Man, that is something to celebrate on this Resurrection Sunday. Paul goes on to say 
in verse 8. He says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You were but God by grace. It is by grace that you and I receive salvation today through the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are forgiven of our past because God sent Jesus Christ to die a sinner's death once and for all so that we could have eternity with him. Listen to me. This doesn't happen because of your goodness. This doesn't be happen because of your righteousness. It's Christ's goodness, the grace of God that gives us the freedom to celebrate. You were, but God, by grace. The rest of the song goes like this, and we're going to sing it here in a minute. It says, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. I don't know about you, but I've come through a lot of danger in my life. A lot of toils. I've gotten myself caught in a whole lot of snares. I've already come through a lot. And it's grace that's brought me safe thus far. And it's grace that will lead me on. I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you've joined us today and you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to invite you for an op to have an opportunity to do that right now. The Bible simply says that if we confess him as Lord and Savior, that he will come into our hearts, that he will wash us clean, and that we can live with him in eternity. And again, I want to just remind you that he who the Son sets free, he who Jesus sets free, is free indeed. The, the past is no more, and you have the hope of the future because of the grace of an almighty God. And so if that's you, and you're listening to this, I just want to pray for you right now. In fact, let me pray for you, and then I'm just going to ask you to simply repeat a prayer back with me. And we're going to connect with you and give you an opportunity to connect with us so that we can lead you in next steps here. But would you just simply pray this? Dear Jesus, I come to you now. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. Would you come into my life? Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you wash me clean? I want to walk with you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I just pray right now for everybody that said that prayer, that right there, wherever they're watching this, that, Father, the Holy Spirit will have shown up in their life. And just like John Newton had that amazing grace moment, Lord, I thank you that this was theirs and that you have set them free. And that, Father, now, today, they are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We celebrate that today together on this Resurrection Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, would you sing Amazing Grace with me, and I'll be back in just a moment to lead us in communion.
the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. My chains are
1 Corinthians chapter 11 tells us that for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let me pray before we take communion together. Father, I thank you that this day represents your resurrection from the grave. That on Good Friday, Father, you were crucified for our sins. Your body was broken for us. You bled for us, God. And because of that blood applied to the doorposts of our life, Father, we can stand here today with confidence knowing that if you are our Lord and Savior, Father, that there is deliverance, there's freedom, and there's grace for our life, and that we've been set free once and for all. So, Father, as we partake of this bread now together, we remember the sacrifice that you made on the cross some 2,000 years ago. Let's partake together. And, Father, we thank you for your blood. Because, again, it's your blood applied to our life that gives us the freedom to know that we are not dead in our sins. We were, but God... Through your grace, you have transformed us and you've given us hope and you've given us victory through the power and the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, with that, we partake today of this communion. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's take the cup together. Amen, Lee Church. Come on, I hope that it's been good to be in God's house together. I love you. Happy Easter. And I pray that today is a great day of remembering what your Lord and Savior did for you. We celebrate today Jesus is risen. The stone has been removed. And death, hell, and the grave have been defeated once and for all. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here again soon. Thank you for joining us online. Before we go, I want to remind you that if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, maybe you have a prayer request, uh, maybe you'd like to connect with us, maybe you want more information about Lee Church, text the word LC online to the number 97000. Again, that's LC online to the number 97000. With that said, church, I'll just remind you, own your 50 feet. Own the 50 feet around you, in your community, at your grocery store, at your job. Maybe you're quarantined at home. Own your digital 50 feet. The people that we can't reach because we're not connected to them, but you are, reach out to them. Share this with them. Have a watch party. Watch this again. Uh, turn on notifications. Share all this information so that people can receive the love of Jesus Christ so that their lives can also be changed forever. Church, we love you. And we hope that you have an amazing week. God bless you. We'll see you back here soon. Goodbye.